welcome to Luxury Institute's podcast. I'm Milton Pedraza, Luxury Institute CEO. And I'm Katie Sousa, Senior Consultant, Client Relationships and Projects. In today's podcast, chapter four of our series, Extraordinary Customer Experiences, or ECs, we deep dive into the making of an ECE expert. With a tagline like the expertise of emotionally intelligent luxury, you have an idea as to where we'll be taking today's discussion. Up to now, we've shared many extraordinary customer experience stories from the rare to the everyday. We've shared stories of brands, stories we've heard from high net worth and ultra high net worth individuals in our network and our own stories. Today, we want to highlight the expertise required to deliver ECs. So Milton, how do you become an expert in creating and delivering extraordinary customer experiences? Katie, I think we know that even earning trust, earn empathy, kindness are skills that you can develop. And so the making of an expert has similar qualities to what athletes do, what surgeons do, what chess players do. It is about having a system, having a process that gives you an edge in performance. And so as we prepared today's discussion, I went back to an article in the Harvard Business Review, it's several years old. It's called The Making of an Expert. And among the most prominent authors is Anders Ericsson, who is the father of high-performance research. Anders Ericsson, and we had a conversation once, understood the value of practice, but not just everyday regular practice, what he called deliberate practice. And he studied people in many, many fields and how they develop from novices into experts. I once asked Anders Ericsson if we could apply his techniques to sales. I was calling it sales and at the time. Today, we would call it high-performance relationship buildings. And uh, in that article, um, and by the way, Anders Ericsson said, absolutely, you can do it. But hey, Milton, know that a lot of people, when it comes to sales and emotional intelligence, and relationship building, they think they're organic experts. Hey, I live and I do it, therefore I'm an expert. And he said, nothing could be further from the truth, but that's what a lot of people think. So you're gonna have a big challenge inspiring people to take on high performance relationship building skills as a concept. Over the years, I think we found that it was challenging, but that it worked. And so let me go back to one of the paragraphs from the article in the Harvard Business Review about the making of an expert that says that you need three things to be a genuine expert. The first test is that it must lead to performance that is consistently superior to that of your peers. Otherwise, you will not be recognized as an expert. Consistently superior performance. The second is that real expertise delivers concrete results. And he cited the brain surgeon, for example, not only must they be skillful with their scalpels, with their tools, but they have to have successful outcomes of those brain surgeries with their patients. If not cured, they have to have dramatic improvement in the patients. And just the same way that a chess player has to be skillful to win matches in tournaments, right? So concrete results. And finally, he said, if you're a real expert, 
you can replicate that over and over and over again. It's not just a one-time event. And you can measure that in a laboratory, in a sport, et cetera. It's as the article says, as British scientist Lord Kelvin once stated, if you cannot measure it, you cannot improve it. So those three tests are critical for figuring out if you're an expert or not. Now, how do we translate this client-facing, frontline professional career? How do we translate all those so that you can be an expert in delivering extraordinary customer experiences for your clients? What kind of expertise do you need? And that's what we're gonna cover. So Katie, I'm gonna hand it over to you. Mm -hmm. So as of course our tagline is the expertise of emotionally intelligent luxury. Very clearly today, that's what we're going to focus on are, let's say the two areas, the two methodologies that we at Luxury Institute completely believe in in educating and empowering frontline professionals to become high-performance relationship builders through emotional intelligence and achievement of self-mastery. Without the two, you cannot create extraordinary customer experiences, whether they be the everyday or the rare. And in my firm belief, you cannot create rare, extraordinary customer experiences if you do not create everyday extraordinary customer experiences. To me, that is a fundamental skill that is required, going back to the article from Anders Ericsson. If I cannot replicate it, if I cannot measure the fact that I am on a daily basis creating extraordinary experiences for people that are still highly personalized but can be replicated over and over, how can I ever expect to create one at a rare point in time in my life? The individual receiving it will be completely thrown off. They won't expect it from me. Whereas if I am very consistent in my approach and how I deliver those experiences on a daily basis, they are still surprised and delighted, but they understand that it's coming from a great place that I genuinely enjoy creating these experiences for them. So Better said, when you focus on becoming a high-performance relationship builder on a daily basis, you achieve mastery in creating extraordinary customer experiences every day. And then you can create the rare extraordinary experiences. In our Mastery of High Net Worth Relationship Building course, we fully lay out multiple steps as to how you become a high-performance relationship builder. Today, we'll focus on lead with emotional intelligence and achieve self-mastery. But Milton, I want to refer back to a book that you shared with me called The Right Call, which really validates a lot of our methodology and our system. So if you can give us a little bit more detail into that, I think that will help to lead us to the next, let's say, deeper dive into EI and self-mastery. I love that book, Katie. It's called The Right Call. And it really validates all the methodologies that we've accumulated over the last 20 years. Because remember, we've studied sports performance. We studied performance in hospital rooms and clinics. We studied performance in different professions, like you know, medical, but also all sorts of professions beyond the like violin playing musicians. And so what the book basically talks about is that you need several key elements 
to improve your performance and to become, as they call it, a GOAT, a great, greatest of all time, like, like Tom Brady. Because remember, Tom Brady started out being, the scout said he was slow, not in shape. I mean, you couldn't have gotten a worse review from the scouts and then become the greatest of all time in terms of NFL quarterbacks. I mean, by, by a huge margin. But there, I'll cover on a couple of different elements that they say you must absolutely have. And number one is practice. They talk about how most people waste their practice. They keep doing things they can do well over and over because it makes them feel good. Whereas those who become great practice the difficult things, the things that are annoying, difficult, uh, that they fear, they just go into the things that they can improve dramatically that others will not touch. And then they practice those and master those. And in the game, and in, the, in our game, the customer experience, they can do many more things that are far more effective, more flexible, more creative, more agile than the average professional because they practice the toughest, most challenging aspects of their jobs. The other thing that they have is the discipline. That means that they have the discipline not only to practice, but to execute and then measure. And that matters tremendously. And then also they have resilience. That means that they keep going and they recover even when they have challenges and major setbacks. And the final thing that we talk about is intent. And that's something we teach in our, in our project, in, our, in, our, in all our training and development, in our education is you need to be intentional about building and delivering extraordinary customer experiences. It is not an accident. It is not a one-off. It is something that's consistent. And I think, and I'll say, this is my final point on this. One of the reasons we've been able to scale it within sales forces, and not just have a few individuals doing it well, but getting almost everybody to shift up the performance curve is because we get that intent. We rewire the brain to be intentional and then execute all the other elements of delivering extraordinary customer experiences. Immediately makes me think about the quarterback show on Netflix. I'm sure you've watched it as well. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes yesterday was named number one quarterback across the NFL. In watching the final episode last night, this is a spoiler alert, instead of going to the award ceremony to accept the MVP award, he stayed home to prepare to win the Super Bowl versus going to this event. So that gives full explanation of what we mean by intent, discipline, and practice. If we take it back and apply it to our approach, our methodology, lead with emotional intelligence on one end and achieve self-mastery on the other. Through emotional intelligence, we say to focus on your expertise. So expertise, not only in your craft, in your domain, but in the person in front of you and of yourself. Empathy, being able to ask the right questions, listen intently so you are learning in order to provide the optimal solution. It might not always be exactly or perfect to what the client is seeking. We can't always give them exactly what they want. However, it's trying to provide the best optimal solution for the client in that moment. Trustworthiness, 
verbally and non-verbally proving that you have the client's best interest in mind before your own. And then completely overarchingly generosity, how I am generous and kind. And going back to what you said before, this kind of generosity is not a random act of kindness. Those do not exist. It is deliberate. It is intentional. It is thought out based on what I now know about this person, I can be highly creative in how I'm an expert, how I'm empathic, how I earn trust and how I'm generous and kind. It is entirely intentional. It is prepared. It is practiced. If we think about the fact that you can execute all of those things on a daily basis, I think to myself before I go into a client meeting, how can I be an expert? How can I show my level of expertise? How can I go above and beyond to be generous and kind? I can do all of those things by saying I have the intent to be an expert, to be generous and kind. But if I don't live a practice, if I don't actually, in our methodology, achieve self-mastery, if I don't have a daily routine to get better at those things, then it's solely intentional. So going back to the book, The Right Call, it's practice, discipline, and intent. I could have great intent, but if I don't practice to actually improve that level of intention, then my intent is just intent. If I don't have the practice and the right way of practicing, and I don't have the discipline to practice the appropriate way, I can say all day that I want to improve my emotional intelligence, but I have no way of getting there. It's like saying, I want to save money, but I have zero budget. If we look at it on the flip side, achieve self-mastery, where we talk about how you prepare, how you practice, how you measure, how you self-assess. Again, I can do that completely isolated. But if I don't have guidelines as to how to do that, how I'm focusing on my expertise, how I'm focused on my empathy, my generosity, my trustworthiness, my level of creativity, then what I'm practicing could be completely wrong. It could be completely off. So it really matters having the two combined and how you are measuring my level of generosity and where I am on the spectrum. Right, Milton, one of the things that we talk about all the time is the fact that you can measure your level of creativity. You can focus on your trustworthiness as a skill to improve. It is not a soft skill that just is. It is something that you can continuously focus on, practice to improve versus I just am trustworthy. Yes, Katie, I think the fact that people think that because they practice, quote unquote, on people every day, their so-called, you know, humanity, that it's optimal. And very often it's not because we haven't learned the skills. We haven't practiced the skills. I was noting the other day that, you know, schools are, make you very robotic. Training programs and corporations make you very robotic. Many people are not exposed in their family to great emotional ex- examples excuse me, great examples of emotional intelligence. And so they may not have the role models. What we try to do in this system is to make sure that you absolutely learn the core foundation, but then that you have a self-mastery system to practice and execute that on a daily basis. And so you can measure it. All the things that that book, the right call says you need, the practice, the measurements, 
the test of that you can prove to yourself and to others that you are a true expert in delivering extraordinary customer experiences that of course lead to high performance relationship building over the long term. All those elements you have to absolutely, if you want to be an expert, take into account, use them and master them. So as an example, so obviously our series is on extraordinary customer experiences. So why are we tying emotional intelligence and self-mastery to extraordinary customer experiences? As mentioned really early on, it's about high performance relationship building. If I am not focused on creating relationships and improving my skills in how I build relationships, it's almost impossible for me to create extraordinary customer experiences because it is not it is not something that is in tandem with what I am trying to achieve. Again, going back to very similar to without having everyday ECs, it's very difficult to create the rare. So think about it as a flow, literally from beginning to end. If I start to improve my relationship building skills, my emotional intelligence skills, and I put into practice a daily routine that helps me to improve, then I can create extraordinary customer experiences. As an example, with real estate agents, Milton, you worked with several colleagues that were multi-million dollar sellers to send thank you notes to those who reject them. That is a very difficult ask. But if it is something that I begin to consistently do, and I say every day, okay, I spoke with five clients today, three of them two weeks later, three weeks later, decided to go with another agent. I now know that I need to write three thank you notes that are based on their level of rejection. And I need to write two who decided to go with me. The way that I write those thank you notes, the way that I actually utilize my empathy to say, maybe this wasn't the right time for them, but how do I get them back? Or how do I maintain their level of trust and even nurture that trust so that they do want to come back is what you are practicing. So having the emotional intelligence and having the level of discipline to do it consistently will create that everyday extraordinary customer experience because when the client receives that thank you note, highly unexpected, because most people do not think when someone says no, will create that opportunity for them, them to potentially come back. It's not that it's physically hard to write and allocate time to write a thank you note to someone who rejected you. It's that most people don't think about doing it and then their ego gets in the way of doing it. And I think that's a main point that sometimes the actual act, the physical act is pretty straightforward. But we have these mental blocks that are based on ego or, dare, dare I say it, laziness, inability to follow through, that don't give you the high performance tasks. And then what book, the book, The Right Call, talks about how the great athletes take events, tasks, practice elements that, are, that seem unimportant, but that when you put them all together in the game, they create this massive impact of high performance. And that's what I think you're talking about here. Milton, even Stephen Curry says, um, success is not an accident. I love that quote because I, again, that applies to anyone and everyone. 
it is not just sports related. Success is based on continuous preparation and practice and how I actually work on those skills and improve those skills over time. Going back to what we talked about before on the soft skills, and even an article I read this morning in the Wall Street Journal talking about how this new generation coming into the workforce are not prepared, particularly from the time in the pandemic where they spent a lot of time on the computer. They didn't have a whole lot of interaction on a one-to-one basis. They weren't doing group projects. It really suppressed their ability to utilize their emotional intelligence and to practice it on a daily basis with other human beings around them, as well as their work skills, right? Even as engineers, I the exact um, quote in the article was, how do I do that? Right. You were just hired to come in and it the level of ability or even resourcefulness to think, how can I be creative to figure this out? That entire thought process has been so suppressed. Yes. So what we really try to focus on through what we teach and in our course is how to find that creativity and practice that creativity and find that resourcefulness to improve your skills continuously because they are skills. I think the intentional part that we that the book, uh, The Right Call talks about also, Katie, is that you have to wanna create joy in another human being. You may not directly understand how that affects performance and it does, you get more, results, more conversions, more retention, more referrals, but you have to be intentional about the feelings that you inspire in that human being. And because in the end, when we talk about extraordinary customer experiences, they have physical elements. Yes. They have human interaction elements. Yes. But as Maya Angelou said, and we've quoted this before, we use it very often to open up our speaking engagements. You may not remember everything that somebody said, You may not remember everything they did, but you will surely remember how they made you feel. It's all about, ultimately about a feeling. So the easy, the extraordinary customer experience, as you said, can be this rare over the top experience that a billionaire could never get, even with all their billions. And that's phenomenal, but those only happen rarely as opposed to the everyday ones where you can really have massive impact in the accumulation of these extraordinary customer experiences that you can create for a client, prospect, peer over time. And those stack up to really huge results. What I think people forget a lot of time, Milton, too, is when I make someone else feel special, when I help to bring joy to that person, it also inspires joy in you. So the more we are thoughtful, the more we are generous, the more we attempt and have the intention to create extraordinary customer experiences that are prepared, that are thoughtful, that are really worked out, we also create joy in ourselves. It goes back to if my employees, if I treat my employees beautifully and they are happy, my customers will be happy. So as an employee or as an entrepreneur, as a C-level If you continuously work to create extraordinary customer experiences, whether for your employees or for the client in front of you, you will also receive joy in return. Absolutely. And I think that is the bottom line. 
So as we come to a close, we want to thank you for listening. We'd love to hear from you, your thoughts on today's discussion. We certainly covered a lot, particularly from our course, The Mastery of High Net Worth Relationship Building. It is available now through luxuryinstitute.com. Also, we would love to hear your extraordinary customer experience stories. Again, whether you've delivered, received, or witnessed them, please share them with us. You can contact us in the comments or reach us at luxuryinstitute.com. Milton, I'll give you the last word. Well, Katie, we believe in luck. We believe that life, like in poker, is 50% luck and 50% skills. So we wish you good luck always. But what really matters is phenomenal skill. Thank you, and we'll see you soon.